You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Uh, Brandon and I are excited to talk to you today about a brand that we've um, we've been familiar, Brandon's been familiar with for well over 10 years. Huh. Um, yeah. I have as well, but I haven't owned, I haven't owned their, their you boots You may like have you been have. working, I swear the first time I saw Zamberlin was at Canyon. Do you remember if Canyon carried yeah. Zamberlin? Yeah, they did. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking that is the coolest boot. Now I can't remember if I got it at Canyon or if I got it at REI. Yeah. Because I was looking for, uh, I went with the the Zamberlin Viaz mid in in black, and that's why I liked it. I'm like, dude, a black, all leather Gore-Tex hiking boot. That's badass. Like, yeah. let's let's see what this thing can do. And I'm reading the reviews, and the price was up there. I remember it was an expensive boot. I'm like, okay, well. Um, and I was going to bring him today to show you, but Chase isn't here. And I want to, I want to show Chase too, but I've had the Zamberlin Viaz mid all Gore-Tex for 10 years. Yeah. Um, I'm, I probably put well over, I don't what you think? Well over 300 miles or something at least. Backpacking um, miles. Just in well, so, so I would f- say, I would say over 300 miles. Cause you used to wear them around on campus and stuff, right? Yeah. So I wore them on campus all the day in the winter. T- so, we, so we, uh, went to Weber state and it's on a hill here in Ogden and it's snowy and mucky and you know, waterproof boots were like the thing. I also wear them snowshoeing. They're my snowshoe boots. Right. Um, I've, Every backpacking I trip I went on, with the exception of one or two, when I was trying out other shoes, I wore these boots. Right. Um, and so, I mean, let's pick um, pretty much, well, pretty much any destination is about 30 miles round trip. And so, if you do a couple of those a year, I mean, that's a lot of miles on these boots. Right. There is, they're not coming apart at all. Right. They're not coming unglued anywhere. The comfort is still there. The problem is it's been 10 years and my foot's a little flatter and a little bigger and I need a bigger size. Even a half size would be nice. But I wore them last Saturday, Sunday. I mowed the lawn. <laughs> and I went, they're my mow the lawn shoes too. Like I do everything in these boots. Um, the It's losing some of the lugs underneath. Like it's starting to flatten out and I'm sure you could probably get that re resold if you wanted to but i i would i'll just buy some new boots yeah because i mean in 10 years i'm pretty sure i got my money's worth so uh zamberlin if you're if you're unfamiliar i I have the website pulled up here and i can jump on the about about page uh, if the internet works um it's not really not really moving but we do have some new zamberlin boots back at gear 30 we carried them when you were there a while ago yep 
quality Italian bootmaker since 1929. Uh, according to their website, this says, Of great importance to the Zamberlin company was Giuseppe's wife, Maria, who became a skilled machinist and sewer. Later, Emilio, son of Giuseppe, grew up with the same sincere passion and love for the local mountains. He joined the company and helped his father produce shoes until gradually he succeeded him. Emilio continued his father's work in directing the company towards foreign markets and was supported by his wife, also Maria, who helped him manage the company. More than 40 years now, Zamberlin has been distributing to worldwide markets, and today more than 90% of its production is destined for export to some 50 countries. Uh, today, is it is the turn of the third generation of the Zamberlin family, brother and sister Marco and Maria, who now manage the Italian footwear company. And like their forefathers, uh, Marco and Maria also inherited the enduring love of enjoyment in the mountains. The, this purpose enables them through all stages of the company from design to manufacturing, testing and distribution of the most comfortable outdoor footwear available today. Nearly 90 years after the beginning, Zamberlin has achieved countless product awards and is recognized worldwide for quality, comfort, fit, performance, and striking Italian design. It's a brand that it reminds me of Hilleberg. Like they do one thing and they do it really well. Right. No, it's not. It's a no frills deal. They're not trying to take over the world necessarily. They're just gonna, they're just trying to make some really damn good boots. Right. And they do. Yep. So, um, I have a pair of one piece leather heavy duty boots. They're Scarpa boots. And, um, and these boots were, I tried on the Zamberlins and I tried on the Scarpas and I ended up with the Scarpas because right out of the box, they fit better. They, mm. they felt better. They were a little softer, um, but still heavy duty and they, they fit a little better on my foot. And I really liked the boots. My father-in-law got a pair of Zamberlin boots around the same time. We went on a backpacking trip last summer. Uh, actually, it was last fall. It was in was it September or October when we went. But we went into the Wind Rivers. And we were expecting to run into snow. I think it was... What was it? Was it end of September, I think. We were expecting to run into some snow on that trip. So I wore my... Scarpa boots and he wore his Amberlin boots. I got blisters because I hadn't been wearing them. Oh. I got I got blisters on my feet within a, the first three or four miles of hiking and then I had, you know, over the course of the three or four days that we were out there, um, I had four or five different blisters. That sucks. He didn't have a single blister on his yeah. and he said, he said, yeah, it took me a little bit longer to break these in than the Scarpas. He said, but they are... Uh, now that they're broken in, they're just like a glove on his foot, and he just doesn't have even the slightest. I'll back him with up blisters. on the break in. The break in's a little is a beast, um, and that's why one of the reasons I started wearing it around campus was like, oh my god, I got I got to be able to break these things in. So I wore them up on campus through the winter, um, and I remember they were really stiff boots. Yeah, and then they just. I don't know, man. It's like your favorite baseball mitt. Once it's once it's broke in and it fits, it fits like a glove. Right. And then you, you're. I never. I don't. I don't ever get um, blisters in them ever. Yeah. So the one boot that we have from Zamberlin, and and I think we have a maybe another one or two coming in if we don't have them in stock right now. But the one boot we have coming in is the Vios Lux. Yes. Um, and that Cortex. boot. That boot is really enticing to me because, uh, and, and part of the reason why I didn't go with the Zamberlin um, with the Vias is because it didn't have a rubber toe rand. Mm. 
and I knew inevitably my hiking and scree and and shale and other things with those that the leather's gonna get all all scuffed up and stuff it's a heavy duty enough leather that I mean, I don't think yours have the rubber ran. So uh, they've been up um, multiple mountains, but but a mountain that's famous for its rocky top is King's Peak, and it's about a mile of just crap rock. And right. And uh, I remember um, the first couple times I went up, but in these boots, I just you scrape it. I'm like a little tear comes, you know. <laughs> but it actually over time, it, it you, you almost don't you don't notice you don't them notice at all. It. Yeah, right. and it. Um, I was going to ask you, like, what? Well, yeah, why would you like the rubber rent? Oh, I get it now. That makes sense. Um, however, not having it and having it for 10 years, having these boots for 10 right. years. They hold up just fine. They hold up just right. fine without it. Um, the rubber is going to give you an extra layer of protection right. for sure. Um, and so, yeah, so I, my Scarpas that I have, they have the rubber rand, but the Vios Lux, which is uh, 40, 40 bucks more than the, than the regular Vios. It's essentially the same boot, maybe, maybe just lightly taller. No, it's pretty much the same boot, but it has a rubber toe rand, which, um, which is sweet. So if you want that, if you're going to be, you know, a lot of hunters come into Gear 30 and buy Zamberlins because they're off trails all the time, and they're, and I've got a, a friend who's big into chucker hunting, and um, if you ever hunted chuckers, you're hiking up and down hills on real rough terrain all the time. It's not. It's not easy trail hiking, and so you need something durable and burly that you can that can handle a beating. And so, this Vios Lex is probably that boot that can that can handle the beating, that can do that all day long. If you're hiking alongside hills, if you're off trail, if you're hunting or whatever, it's stiff enough to handle that, durable enough to waterproof enough to handle the weather, durable enough to handle years, decades, maybe even of abuse. It's interesting because it's a full leather Gore-Tex boot. And you're like, this is going to be roasting. Yeah. Um, but I've never, I don't think I remember feeling hot. And what I, what I really enjoy is when you're hiking along in an afternoon rainstorm goes and, you know, if you're in tennis shoes or something else, it's not like you just... You don't get wet. Your feet do not get wet, right. and they don't get cold. And when you come to a river crossing and you screw up and you miss the rock and you fall in, it doesn't. They don't get wet. Yeah, right. Everybody else is wet. You don't. Or if it's a very super muddy area, like it's been raining for a while, and you, you got to cross through some mud. I just walk through the mud. I just because <laughs> it's not. You know it what I mean? It's, it's so nice to just do that. It. I prefer that over. Um, I. I don't really remember or recall my feet getting hot, but they do. I wear darn top, so it's a wool sock, and it's they do breathe well enough that I, I haven't really had a problem with that. Um, I just don't remember them overheating. Yeah. Yeah, my boots, my leather boots, the Scarpas, I, my feet get hot in those, but never to the point where I'm just like, I can't handle it. Thinking, mm-hmm. oh, it's just too much. Uh, on a real hot day, backpacking, I prefer trail runners over heavy-duty leather boots. My my father-in-law, who I do a lot of backpacking with, he still prefers a leather boot. He still prefers to have the support, the waterproofness, all that stuff, even on a yeah. on a warm, dry day. What about the desert? I don't I don't think I've ever. I only wear them in the mountains. I don't yeah. I don't wear them in the desert. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm like. 
I'm like trail runners 97% of the time. Yeah. Um, I wear boots in the winter and in the shoulder seasons when I think I could run into snow. Otherwise, I'm just pretty much wearing trail runners the rest of the time. And um, there, I can say there's plenty of times where I've I've been caught in bad weather and wished that I had a boot and not a trail runner. But with that said, there's plenty of times on a hot, dry day where I was glad I was in lightweight trail runners. Light and breathable. Interesting thing, too. I didn't really think about it, but... Um yeah, these are my snowshoe boots, and they're great for yeah. that because your move they are insulated. They got a small a bit of thin, thin slate in there. Is that right? Do they have thin slate, or is it just? It, it might just be, might just be the Gore-Tex um, membrane. I yep. don't think they have thin slate in them. Man, I swear mine did. Uh, Vib- Vibram sole, PU midsoles. Um, TPU plate over the arc. Yeah, I don't... And that's the other thing is I don't feel rocks in them. Right. Ever. Which is great. It doesn't say that they have it in this boot. I swear mine had it. Mine, they may have ditched it. Because it says it right on the inside. It is... It's lined a little bit. Oh, really? With something. Yeah. Let me see if... see if it says it on the Zamberlin, the 996. So, uh, they... Now, the interesting thing about Zamberlin... Uh, not only do they make killer backpacking hunting boots, but they make boots if you're going to go climb Everest. Right. The 8,000 meter peak boots, the over over the uh, ankle or over the over the calf high, like all the way up to your knee kind of a boot. Right. Uh, which is pretty wild. So, I mean, they make boots that people wear in the harshest conditions all over the world. Can you see if it's lined at all? Let's see. Yeah, it doesn't say it. I um maybe they changed it back in your back on the model that you had, but I don't think I've ever sold the Vias when it's been had any sort of insulation. I mean, but just the fact that it's a full leather outer with a Gore-Tex liner that adds some insulation by itself. And mm-hmm. you know, when you're snowshoeing, you really and you're moving, you really don't need mm-hmm. insulation. It says insulated, no, not insulated. I swear mine has the insulated in it. Yeah. Which, dang it, that's going to be upsetting if they, for me, because I'm used to it. But Yeah. I, um, yeah, my boots, my Scarpa boots, they're not insulated either, but hiking in the snow, like, my feet never get cold, because as long as I'm moving. If I'm standing around for a couple hours in the snow, then they will, but, mm-hmm. um, leather does a good job at insulating, plus the Gore-Tex liner. Plus, I just thought these looked cool. You know, I mean, aesthetically, they're they're beautiful. They're Italian crafted. They're a beautiful boot. Um, the full leather wrap just looks awesome. And then this Vios, um, they've got a wide. The 996, it comes in a black, or it is it is only black, I think. Um, or is that a dark brown? Yeah, they have a dark brown and a black. Ooh, the dark brown's good looking too. Uh, good looking boots. Again. I, I, you, they used to will last 10 years. So you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to spend 350 bucks on a boot or the, the smaller one's 310. Uh, well, I don't know. It's going to last you at least 10 years. So that's probably two or three boots of, of a lot of other brands. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're good. And, and you get what you pay for with these companies. I, I particularly love the companies that really take a lot of pride in what they make. Um, uh, Hilleberg 
Mystery Ranch, Zamberlin, Western Mountaineering, some of those types of brands. They just take so much pride in what they make that you know, you, you can be confident that what you get is going to last a long time yeah. because they just, they go to the extremes to make sure it works, it functions well. In a world where everything is becoming so disposable and things just fall apart and I swear every every toy that we get for our kids it's broken within a couple of weeks and i think i grew up with toys that lasted my entire childhood lincoln logs <laughs> why do they well and even so you know those like tinker toy things where you've got the little like the long oh yeah sticks that hook together in different ways my my son loves those things and my kids love those things they play with them all the time and grandma had some and that they'd play with all the time so we bought them some well grandmas have been around for 30 plus years yeah. we bought some and within six months half the pieces were broken what Be like they chipped off and broke it's like they used cheaper wood and other things and it just broke so we had to buy end up buying more because we threw half of them away and now they're breaking hmm. it's like they just don't make it like they used hmm. to they just yeah. everything's going cheaper less expensive but also lower quality and that and then you get these brands that have been around for a long time they're so committed to making the best the quality stuff and like a Zamberlin and I just I love and appreciate those brands and I'm willing to save up and and spend more for that type of brand that I know is going to last me a long time there's a, there's a few brands and we talk about them all the time where it, it's an investment right and boy I there's not one that I haven't been happy about yeah know. so Hilleberg, Zam Western Zamberlin yeah Zamberlin was the first believe it or not yeah that I owned and and I thought hey, let's take care of the feet yeah <laughs> and uh, and uh, boy that was a good decision that was my first uh, hiking backpacking product that I bought was was a good boot yeah well and for me I, I feel like when you're backpacking in particular there are a few key pieces of gear that you just don't want to go cheap on one of them is your boots because if you've got uncomfortable feet you're gonna be miserable mm -hmm. Um, another one is your tent. If your tent leaks or fails in the middle of a storm, you're in trouble. Yeah. A quality sleeping bag and pad, just so you can stay warm and comfortable. Uh, if that fails, you're in trouble. Um, comfortable backpack. If that's rubbing you funny, you're going to hate life. And, um, and then maybe a good rain jacket or something like that. But you just... Also spend spend a little bit of money on a wool sock um, sure. because if you buy a nice boot and you wear crappy socks you're like what is the, what is the point of this right. yeah yeah it's like but it's like getting a, a high performance race car and putting little crappy tires on it that don't <laughs> stick to the road yeah. yeah you really need yeah you need to have socks that that match the shoes that that work in the mountains so um, anyway yeah I'm glad you that you brought up Zamberlin Brandon I know you've got a lot of experience a long history with Brent with the brand and you love the brand and I have less experience with Zamberlin specifically I, I have some experience but um, but I've always admired them as a company because they've always made the best boots I mean just they're, they're up there with probably the top five boot manufacturers in the world as far as like full leather mountain mountain boots yeah and um and so, yeah, I, I think they're a great brand, and we're proud to be a dealer. For sure. So, yeah. Um, you can check out Zamberlin Boots on gear30.com. Like I said, we've got the Vios Lux, and we may have some other ones coming in here soon. We'll, um, that is 
we we think there are some yeah there's we have the men's and women's and i don't remember there's two different ones we have i just online right now we only have the men's 1996 uh vios lux full cortex yeah of course but um, but we may be getting in some others and like i said uh, oh, the, you know, we bought, we sold a pair in store before we, had, we even had them received. Oh, really? We had a shopper who was who was looking and it wasn't satisfied with whatever we had, and then uh, we had these sitting in the back. And one of our employees grabbed it and was like, "What about this?" And we had to manually put it in because it wasn't received. Because they were like, "Yep, this is this that's is what, the one. This is the one. It's the ticket." Yeah, so. that's awesome. Like I said, I've I've sold dozens of Zamberlin boots to hunters. Mm. It's like, of all the people out there, I would say. You know, I, I, we, we cater to backpackers all the time, but hunters are more, are pickier about their gear and want quality gear more than just about any group I know. And I really, I admire that. And I don't know what they're doing for a living, but they, <laughs> they spend some money on yeah. their gear. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it makes sense because hunting season isn't in the summer when the weather's nice, yeah. right? It's in the fall when the weather's turning bad and they need something to keep them safe. And they're not... They're not, I mean, they're getting off the trails and they're spending days and days out in the mountains and, and sometimes weeks in the mountains. So they've got to have something that can perform. And, and Zamerlin seems to be one of the most favorite of those brands um, for hunters. So uh, if it works for a hunter, it'll work for a backpacker as well. Absolutely. So we, yep. we enjoy catering to both. Um, anyway, all right. Well, thanks for joining us for the podcast today. Hopefully, if you've never heard of Zamerlin or you haven't uh, tried them out, out hopefully you'll have a little bit of motivation to at least come into the store and try them on and see what they feel like and and check them out um also you can check them out online at gear30.com uh if you like what you find and you can order them and if they don't fit send them back that's not a big deal for us and so um you can check those out at gear30.com that's spelled out g-e-a-r-t-h-i-r-t-y um, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero and on YouTube. Uh, Bryden, one of our employees who's who uh, hiked the Continental Divide Trail last year, he did a bunch of trail reviews of different gear and food and stuff, and he's just he's putting those reviews out on YouTube now. Finally, Simba so, tested. Simba tested. Yeah. So search Simba tested or Gear Thirty, and you'll find those. He just did a bunch of. He just released a bunch of them on. Uh, good to go meals and I would say that the general consensus is he liked them they were like you know four out of five stars three and a half to four out of five stars so maybe not not his very favorite but good one thing you can say about good to go meals is they are healthier than the average dehydrated or freeze dried meal so um, but he's got a lot of great reviews there so you can check those out on YouTube uh, I think that's it. That's it. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Woo woo. <laughs>